Hey everyone, Mike here with the Sysadmin School and podcast number eight. Now in this podcast, I want to talk about something very important, and that is monitoring. Now I've said it in some of my other blogs and podcasts, but there isn't much that's more important than properly monitoring your environment. Without any monitoring in place, you really don't know how your environment is performing. Any monitoring that you can do is better than no monitoring at all. And I say that as in something as simple as a ping monitor or even a PowerShell script that just constantly pings a device and tells you when it's up or down is better than nothing. So having proper monitoring in place can truly be the difference between being an IT hero or an IT villain. And we'll, I'll kind of tell you this quick story how it didn't really make me an IT hero, but it saved me from being an IT villain because I had proper monitoring in place. Not too terribly long ago, I was, you know, I'd worked throughout the entire week and it was Saturday, Sunday, and I was off. Then all of a sudden, probably about halfway through Saturday, I started actually getting a couple of notifications telling me that there was a problem on my Exchange server. Now that problem specifically is called back pressure, and that's when the not to get too deep into this, that's when the Exchange servers basically are doing too much. There's, they need more resources to do their job. And when that happens, what the Exchange servers start to do is they start to prioritize what they do. And by prioritizing what they do, they do internal traffic. So basically traffic coming in or email coming in from the outside was being deprioritized and showing up late. Well, I got the alert saying that this back pressure was happening before any of our users ever noticed there was a problem. This was great because it gave me a couple hours to actually log in, figure out what was going on, and correct the issue before any users noticed. So I didn't necessarily become an IT hero because no one knew about it, but I certainly wasn't an IT villain because nothing ever happened that affected any of my users. So that was a, that's a good example of how monitoring, proper monitoring in your environment can really save the day and keep your environment up. So let's go over real quick some benefits of monitoring. My story, I think, just shows you one of the main benefits. You know about problems before users do. And this is huge. Again, this is huge in IT because part of your job as a sysadmin is keeping systems up and running. And the best way to do that is to have monitoring in place so you know when a problem happens. If you find out a problem is happening because a user has notified you, you're a little late at that point. And now a user has been inconvenienced or they're not being able to be as productive as they should be because there's some sort of a technology breakdown. So understanding monitoring and having it in place really helps you know about problems before users do so you can get them corrected as quick as possible. Another really useful benefit of monitoring is trends. So with proper monitoring in place, you can keep trends of how servers and networking equipment behave. One of these great trends is keeping a track of CPU, utiliza CPU utilization. So if you look at a server three weeks from now, and that server sitting at CPU utilization at about 30%, if you don't have any trending or records, you don't know if that's normal. 
So does that server normally sit at 30%? Does that server normally sit at 5%? And if you go back through your monitoring records, you can see the trends. Another great place where trends really help is identifying certain things like memory leaks in applications. And you can watch trends of memory utilization on servers with certain types of monitoring software. And you can see the memory usage go up and up and up and up until either a service is restarted, the server's rebooted, or whatever that releases that memory. So trends are a really great piece to look at when you set up any sort of monitoring for your systems. Again, this goes with bandwidth. You can see how full your pipes are if you have, say, a WAN connection between two sites. Trending will give you an idea of, do I need to increase this pipe? Do I need to move forward and get a second pipe? So again, some monitoring is better than none, but having trending records within your monitoring software is incredibly beneficial for looking forward and planning for upgrades down the road. Now, what types of monitoring are there? there there's quite a few, actually. The, the most basic, and typically these come in free forms, is a ping monitor. So a ping is if you're not aware, is kind of like sonar in a way in that I send a ping out to a computer, a device, a server, whatever. When the server gets that ping, it accepts it and then it replies. So I know that that server is up because it replied back to my ping. And you can get certain software that will monitor servers just for pings. So it's going to sit there and it's going to every 5-10 seconds ping that server. And then if that ping ever comes back, or doesn't come back, then that software is going to say, hey, this server's down. Now, one thing to keep in mind with this type of monitoring is it's just that. It's a ping monitor only, and it only tells you whether a server is up and down, up or down. Now, again, this is better than no monitoring, but there's certain things that a ping monitor won't be able to tell you. So in a case of looking at, say, a web server. So say we're running a Windows server that's running IIS on it. And let's say for some reason the website went down or the instance of IIS crashed. Now that server's still up, so our monitoring software is going to continue to ping that server, and that server's going to continue to reply to those pings without any problems, even though our website is down. So that's one of the downfalls of a ping monitor. So the next type of monitor we can look at is port monitoring. And port monitoring is very similar to a ping monitoring, except it's looking at specific ports on a server. And it's going to tell you whether those specific ports are up or down. So let's use our, our IIS example, our web server example again. So with a ping monitor, if the web service crashes, the server is going to continue to ping, but the service will be down and our website will be down. With port monitoring, we can say, I want you to monitor port 443 or port 80, which are your standard web ports. And it's going to do something very similar. It's going to do a kind of a ping monitor, but it's going to be doing it specifically to those ports. So in our case of our web server, if we're doing a port monitoring on port 443, because that's what our website runs across, if the IIS service crashes, we're going to be notified of it because it is no longer going to respond on port 443. So port monitoring gives you a little more depth and gives you a little bit more, not quite application monitoring, 
but gives you a little bit more monitoring on specific ports that a server should be hosting or have up and running. So port monitoring would be the next best thing to a simple ping monitor. Next we have syslog monitoring and this is a really good type of monitoring and syslog in general is really good to try to capture on devices when you can and typically these are all done within network devices so pretty much all network devices that are any kind of enterprise grade or business grade have some form of syslog that they produce even phones even phones from 10 years ago that are ip phones have some form of syslog monitoring on them so some of the more expensive and better pieces of monitoring software out there will actually also act as a syslog server and can capture syslog from multiple devices and where this is really beneficial is not only will it tell you kind of some up down status but at the same time it'll tell you if a specific service has crashed and it will give you troubleshooting logs and information to help you determine what could be wrong with the service so again let's go back to our We'll go back to our IS server here, and let's say that we have it set up to actually be sending out some syslog information. Typically, Windows doesn't do it, but for this purpose, we'll say, hey, let's say it's sending out syslog information. So I'm going to get a notification that that server went down. Now, if I go through our monitoring software and I actually pull the syslog data that came through at the time that it went down, I may actually be able to see why it went down. It may tell me that there was high memory utilization or that the service crashed for some unknown reason. So syslog is going to give you more detail and a lot more detail than a ping monitor or a port monitor is going to give you. One of the other great benefits of syslog monitoring is that you can actually adjust how verbose the monitoring is. So you can actually, it's typically on a scale of about 1 to 7, that you can determine. So one being the most least verbose, it's only gonna give you critical errors and that type of stuff. And seven being the most verbose, which is pretty much gonna give you everything that it could possibly spit out, even a lot of information during normal working when it's working without any issues. So that's one of the other nice things about syslog is you can adjust that when you're having a problem and capture more data, more information about what's going on. Get me a little bit of coffee here. Good stuff. So the, the last one I'll mention in terms of types of monitoring is application monitoring. And these are much more advanced and typically much more specific in terms of what they're monitoring. Now application monitoring, you're typically going to find them from a, a reputable monitoring software vendor. And they can be pretty simple or pretty complex. Uh, for example, most of most monitoring softwares have an Exchange application monitor, where it not only monitors every service that Exchange uses, but it's going to monitor certain performance counters. It's going to monitor Exchange queues. It may even tie into the Exchange API and pull data as need be to continue to monitor that application. So you may even get, like I say, you may not know that the service crashed, but it may tell you your databases have been trending up and in the next two months, you're going to run out of space based on this trending. And that's some of the really nice features that application monitoring can give you. Now, of course, those come with a price just like anything else. Again, typically you're paying your port monitors, those kind of things 
are free or incredibly cheap. When you get into your application monitoring, that's much more advanced. That's going to be a much more intricate piece of monitoring software. We have a lot of options when it comes to monitoring software. So I could probably spend hours sitting here just telling you about different types of monitoring software that you could use. But I'm going to try to rein that in and I'm going to try to just list off the ones to you that I've personally used or that I have worked with in some capacity. Uh, some of these I'm not overly familiar with. I couldn't tell you exactly how to configure them, but I have worked with them and know that they're solid pieces of software. So I'm going to start with the one that, in my opinion, is a really great one, works really well, but is really complicated, and that's Microsoft. So Microsoft, obviously, they have software all over the place, your web servers, your email servers, your operating systems, all Microsoft stuff. So who better to monitor that data than Microsoft, of course. So Microsoft actually has a, they call it System Center. It's their System Center suite. And their monitoring software is actually called System Center Operations Manager, or SCOM for short, S-C-O-M. And this is by Microsoft. If you have some enterprise level agreements with them, then you get this software as part of that agreement. It is incredible software. You can do amazing things with it. You can pretty much monitor at the application level any Microsoft system. So any Microsoft operating system, any Microsoft application. So again, IIS, Exchange, all your operating systems, Skype for Business, pretty much anything you want to ever monitor that's a Microsoft-made software, you can monitor with System Center Operations Manager. Now again, it's not cheap, and it is a very complicated piece of software. So this is a piece of software that may not be quite right for a smaller company or a smaller IT department. This is actually a piece of software that could have an entirely entire team dedicated just to managing this software. And a lot of the out-of-the-box setup for it, which is easy, gives you what we'll call alerting overload. And I'm going to go over that as a little bit later in, in this podcast. But to the point is, it sends out a lot of alerts, a whole lot of alerts right out of the box. Um, one of the really nice things that I've loved about uh, System Center Operations Manager is the fact that it does all that trending for you. So the fact that it, you're, you're putting an agent on your servers and System Center Operations Managers determining what applications are running on that server, and it can do trending. So at any point, I can literally go back and see what the CPU utilization, what the memory utilization, what my you know, disk writes or my queue links are on my Windows servers, even if I didn't have Performance Monitor running at the time, because all that's stored within SCOM. So again, great piece of software, typically not a beginner software and not, not a great piece of software for a small business or a small IT department. Um, I was using this in a four-person, not a four-person IT, but a four-person systems department. So just the system at sysadmins, four of us, and this software was more than what we needed and a little more complicated. We had a person just dedicated pretty much just to this. Um, but again, great piece of software, just a little complicated. The next one I'm going to 
list is actually one that I currently use and I really like it. And it's, it's, it's two pieces and solar winds is a, is a great company. They make really solid software and their server, uh, monitoring is called SAM or server and application monitoring by solar winds. Now I'm going to go ahead and just roll this in. They also have a network performance monitor, which they call NPM and that's Orion NPM is what they call it. Also by SolarWinds. I currently use both of these pieces of software, one for server monitoring, one for network monitoring, and it does a fabulous job. It The server monitoring does exactly what I had mentioned previously and things you want to look at for application monitoring. You can put a agent on the server, but you don't have to. It uses other Windows technologies to actually get information from the server without having to install an agent, which in my opinion is always great. If you can get the same information without an agent, I would always go that route versus installing an agent. But the software will monitor, again, pretty much any major Microsoft operating system or application. And it will also do Linux. Now, SCOM, the System Center Operations Manager, will also do Linux. It does. It would be really silly of Microsoft to not include Linux since it is a decent part of it and people are looking for that flexibility. But SolarWinds also will do that. They'll monitor Linux servers, they'll monitor Windows servers, they'll even monitor Macintosh servers if you happen to have Macintosh servers in your environment. I'm sorry if you do. <laughs> um, but it does a great job and you can, there's a lot of customization you can do with it in terms of the monitoring, in terms of what it monitors, what specific services, what specific tasks it monitors, how long it waits after, say, a task has, say, crashed or it doesn't appear to be up before it actually alerts. And then it can even have closing alerts. So if a issue happens and you get alerted and the issue resolves itself, it can send you another alert saying, hey, this issue has resolved itself. So some really good flexibility in there. And you can even build your own. Uh, another example is the a phone system that I've worked on has specialized software installed on servers that it uses to handle audio traffic and I've created my own monitors within SAM to literally look at those servers for those specific services and to continue monitoring on those as well as some actual other servers where I say hey these four services are very important I want this alert to happen I want this alert to email and text if these any of these four services go down but if any of these 10 services go down, just send me an email because it's not as important. So some of the flexibility you get with SAM and NPM from SolarWinds is amazing. It's really great software, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, been using it for years and absolutely love it. They even have their own uh, certification for their software that you can go through and get. Um, and then they have other products other than just SAM and NPM, they have a logging one where, again, it can act as some form of a syslog and aggregate a lot of your, your log files. So there's a lot of flexibility within SolarWinds, and it's a great piece of software. Again, like Microsoft's, it's not cheap, but it is really great. The next one I want to mention is one I haven't used in years, but it's still a great piece of software. It's still kind of up there on my list, and that's called What's Up Gold. It's something that I actually probably used back in the 
early mid 2000s for network monitoring and that's really what this did was it was just for network monitoring we actually had an old um in my old job we had an old crt monitor that was just kind of mounted on the wall and it literally just showed a visual diagram of our network and network equipment that was up was green network equipment that was down was red and anything where maybe a port or two were down that we were monitoring was yellow so it was a very quick and easy i walk into the office i look up at the screen and i can see a very good indication of our network and one of the other nice things about it that wasn't available when i used it but is now is that they have an api so not only can you get this information but you can integrate their monitoring and performance information into other systems so you could have a service that literally writes the information to say a sql database or writes it out to a visual representation that you like or web page that people could actually go to and see so by adding that api they add a whole lot of additional functionality to their software that otherwise you may not get from say orion or microsoft so some other stuff that they're bringing to the table that other vendors aren't. PRTG. So this is another good one. Um, again, haven't used this one in a few years, but it's, it's still up there. It's still up there when you're looking at network monitoring and even in their case, server monitoring. Their real slogan is kind of monitoring everything from one application. So they offer you a 30-day free trial, so you feel free to go to their site and just download any of that. And I will, by the way, have links to all of the software in the show notes. So don't worry about trying to Google these while I'm talking. It'll be in the show notes. But they monitor everything is pretty much their slogan. They monitor networking. They monitor applications. They monitor bandwidth. They monitor cloud services as well as database and servers. So PRTG, again, like some of the other ones, not incredibly cheap, but they do offer you a lot of really good information, a lot of really good data for monitoring your environment. Now I'm gonna get the last one here on my list and that one is Spiceworks. And a lot of people may have heard of Spiceworks because Spiceworks offers a lot of great free software. And their network monitoring is no different really. Um, they don't offer application monitoring as far as I understand in playing with their software but they offer real-time status and alerts on network devices, switches, and pretty much any device that has an IP address. So this kind of goes back to some of that being just ping monitoring. So one thing that's key to remember with the Spiceworks network monitoring is that it's really meant for fewer than 25 devices. So you're not gonna be monitoring any huge environment, but this can be a great option for say a small business, a small office that has maybe one rack of servers, or you know maybe even a couple racks of servers and switches so that's some of the nice things about spiceworks and one of the other nice things about it for a small office is the fact that it's free it is free as well as support so if you have issues with it the support is also free so those are some of the main pieces of monitoring software that i've used and that i have liked over the years again my top ones right now are really these two solar winds ones the sam for for server and application monitoring and npm for network performance monitoring those are two solid pieces of software that i'd recommend for any decent medium to large size business for monitoring server and networking equipment now 
I mentioned monitoring overload uh, earlier, but I wanted to elaborate on it a little bit more here. And you may be, if you're setting up monitoring for the first time, you may be inclined to just alert on everything. I mean, everything you can think of under the sun, and you'll think of, oh, if I don't need to worry about that, then I will just ignore it and move on. But what ends up happening is if you alert on everything and most of your alerts are non-actionable, this leads to alert overload and it desensitizes you to alerts. So my suggestions to combat against that is to make every alert actionable. If an alert can't be acted upon or there's nothing you have to do for an alert, you sh probably shouldn't be receiving it. Because if you're just ignoring it, why even worry about receiving it? If you find yourself ignoring a specific alert often, then go back and reevaluate whether you really need that alert or not, or whether you need to tweak that alert for a different value. One example I'll throw here is let's say you throw an alert out that says, let me know whenever a server has 30 gigs of space left on its C drive. Well, if you get that often, because some servers hit that quite often, but it's not a huge deal, then maybe you need to tweak that. Maybe you need to go back and say, okay, I don't care about the 30%, but you know, if the server gets to 20% or 20 gigs free, then I really need to look at it. So if you find yourself ignoring an alert, either get rid of the alert or tweak it to make it more appropriate and actionable. Now, I could go on for hours about monitoring, but I think I'm going to stop right here and maybe save some more for another podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and want some other great information about being a systems administrator, then head on over to thesysadminschool.com where I give you as much information as I can about becoming a sysadmin. If you would like to also play around with some of the technology that I talk about, then you may be interested in my ebook showing you how to build your own lab environment for less than $400. You can get that ebook at 400dollarlab.com. That's 400 the word dollar lab.com. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have a great day.